Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Hey guys, welcome to the Girl Techno Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee Sanders, and today I have with me Heather Holmes. She is the CEO and founder of Publicity for Good, and I'm so ready to get into this conversation. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. So before we get started, I always like to get the story behind the brand. What inspired you to start Publicity for Good? Sure. So um, I have always been the girl that gets people excited about uh, missions and getting excited about how they can make a difference in their community. Um, so that's really the heart and soul um, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I ran a program for at-risk teen girls. Uh, one day a week we would go to the gym. Another day we would like teach them how to cook. Most of their parents were in jail and it was just Mm -hmm. an amazing way to give back to, um, our youth and women. And then from there I did a bunch, um, of volunteering, fell in love with volunteering. And then when I was in college, I was a communication major. Um, and then from there I went to Georgetown and I really studied conscious capitalism and Andrew Carnegie. And I'm like, wow, yes, I can volunteer, but imagine if I made money, how I can have a different, how I can have a like major impact on my Mm -hmm. community, on my family, on my employees. And, you know, think about the big difference I could make by starting a business. So that's when I started realizing and, you know, big picture thinking that, yes, I can volunteer. Absolutely. But if I can make a business be successful and profitable, how amazing will it be to have a business that makes a difference? So that's really the heart and soul of where that came from. Mm -hmm. Um, If I reflect back when I was in high school, my dad died of lung cancer and he Mm. was an entrepreneur as well. um, Very successful in real estate. And from him passing away and then my uncle passing away, really legacy Mm. and being an entrepreneur was the only way at the time I knew how to make a difference and like feel connected to him. Yeah. And as well, I was definitely never the kid that had a silver spoon in her mouth, but I was able to like, I got to experience so many things, Mm -hmm. not like going to Disney every week or every month. Like I didn't even go to Disney until I was in my twenties, but yeah, I felt so blessed that you know, my mom was able to be a really present parent and I saw my dad working really hard and mm-hmm. I knew that fight and that heart to be an entrepreneur was what I wanted for my family. Um, and I saw the freedom that it provided. Like, yes, when I went to college, I got half tuition for all my community service, but I didn't have any debt because my parents were able to pay for it. So it's just awesome. those things that... I mean, they're not luxurious, like traveling in a jet or any of those things, but just good old hard work, you know, like it was really cool seeing family members build net worths of like 50 million. But then when they were, when they passed away, like 
they were buried in sweatpants. Mm. So like very humble, very gracious, working really, really hard with the heart and soul for like legacy and all those things. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur? Or did you kind of like say, this is just kind of where it just took you? Or did you always set out to be an entrepreneur being that you did have those entrepreneur roots in your family? I don't think I knew I would be an entrepreneur. I always was like I was president of my class in college and I was vice mm. president of my sorority. And I always <laughs> was always talked, in leadership. <laughs> I was always in leadership. I just loved rallying people and getting people excited about causes or things that I believed in. And mm-hmm. I always did that, whether, you know, when my dad died, um, I raised a bunch of money for lung cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, and in college, I ran the program for at-risk teen girls. So I got college girls excited about donating their time and volunteering. So yeah, did I know I'd be an entrepreneur? No, but <laughs> I was always a leader. And <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you know, got really excited about certain things that would make a difference. That's awesome. So so did you work in the field first? Or did you just kind of like say, just started off right, right away in terms of like going right into entrepreneurship? Or did you work for a little bit and then went into entrepreneurship? So uh, um, I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, um, I ended up so I was a communication major. And a lot of times when you're in college, you get like headhunted to like work for other yeah. companies. So I get headhunted to work for like an insurance and an investment company. So I spent all my time in college, like studying investments. Then I got my series six and I first mm-hmm. worked um, at an investment company for about six months where I'd like meet with people and hear about their goals and like their vision for life. And then I'd sell them a policy or those things. I loved the connection at the time. I, I felt life insurance was so powerful because my dad died. Yeah. But it just wasn't the right field for me. So I then went and interned um, at an ad agency. And I was mm. there for three and a half years doing PR. Mm. Uh, while I was there, I started a clothing company uh, <laughs> where I would like buy clothing from a thrift store and I would mm-hmm. upcycle it and I would make rompers and headbands. It was called Romp Away. Oh, and, cute. Um, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. I, everything from registering your business, photo shoots, starting a website. But, you know, I think I maybe made $100 yeah. uh, from selling at like a local pop-up during the holidays. But I le- learned I loved the marketing. I didn't love like the product development or sewing or any of those things. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and then from there, you went into your volunteer work. Yeah, when I was so I was at the ad agency for three and a half years. Uh-huh. While I was there, I started a young professional group that raised awareness about Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and for three and a half years, I just gave that company my all, pitching clients, falling in love with PR and how it really can tell you know your story and get your yeah. brand out there. And um, but I was like full heart and soul focused on like that agency. Hmm. Was it ever any moments of fear where that creeped up that said, okay, I don't have the security of the the so-called security of the paycheck coming every two weeks. And now it's really on me to make ends meet. Did you ever have any fears while you, when you started? Um, so no. So <laughs> at the time, so when I was starting, so I was at the agency for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, 
And I do believe, I don't know, I think we're in a, in a, we're in a creative economy. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people are going to have side hustles or have yep. different opportunities to support their family. And there's so much available. Back in like, let's see, 20, like between 2011 and 2015, yeah. um, I got involved in network marketing. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I learned that was huge. So yeah. Much. I learned about like personal development, how to reach out to people, social media, all the things. I was thankful. I loved helping people. Yeah. I like was probably making lemonade money. I think I was maybe making like $500 a month a couple years in. I was grateful. Um, but what happened is I was given an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. I was working at my agency. I was making 50000 a year. Um, I was living on my own in my own apartment. And June 15, 2015, I was given an ultimatum. Do this mm-hmm. network marketing company or work full-time for us. I mean, it wasn't competing at all. I was the highest yeah. producing team member, but they just, you know, were like, it's all us or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I quit that day, uh, moved home to my mom's house. Wow. Okay. Uh, got a minimum wage job at Lifetime Fitness. I wanted to work Mm -hmm. at Lifetime Fitness. So I had a gym to go to. It was probably three minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I literally worked at Lifetime Fitness for about three years. And then I started building my company. Hmm. That's awesome. That's a good story. Yeah. (laughs) Like, listen, don't give me the ultimatum. I'll show you. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. You took that leap, you know what I mean? And decided to say, you know what, I'm going to step back. And I have friends that have done that too. I had a friend who started a pet grooming business and she was working at Nike and she was making very good money at during that time. This was like maybe six years ago. And she wanted to do pet grooming and she decided to quit her job. She went and got a job at a pet grooming place, like for um, pet grooming, moved in with her parents and then started her own business. Now she had like multiple ones in Georgia now. Yeah. And I just thought at that time, I, you know, Back then, I just was thought, wow, girl, you are so crazy. You're making all this money at Nike, and you're going to go start a pet grooming business? And it turned out to be the best decision she ever made. So I admire people that can make that kind of leap like that. You know, that's really cool. (laughs) And, you know, I like I told you before, I started my career in PR, too. And I used to love PR. I really thought that's the way I saw myself until I made a transition to radio. Let me ask you today, do you think that, most people take for PR for granted because people think that social media is kind of like their, it's just how they represent their brand is how they get their brand out there. And I feel like today people really don't understand the value of what PR does for their business. You know what I mean? When in terms of like getting that news, getting out there in the, in, in the public realm with everything now, I mean, back in the day, we used to have to pitch to magazines, right? Magazines. We don't, they don't necessarily have to do that today. You can get the attention of a magazine through the DM. So tell us what is the importance of PR in this digital age? So I think, again, it goes back to legacy. Yeah. When people Google your company or Google your name, the first benefit I see is that there's pages and pages of your story about the difference you made about your business and all those things. So Mm -hmm. from emotional legacy perspective, you know, there's going to be an archive. So, you know, it's exciting to me looking ahead. My kids, when they Google me and Austin, my you yeah. know, their dad, like they'll see us on Fox News and USA Today and Inside Edition and like yeah. all those things. And like, how cool is that? So it's like yeah. not only legacy, but from a business decision perspective, 
companies are researching you. So if you're not on Google, you're really a one hit wonder. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really need to have your story out there. And it really is kind of transitioning from being um, someone that's selling a product to stepping mm-hmm. into being a thought leader or an advocate for your space for, you know, your services or um, what you're promoting. Um, on the other side, though, I see businesses who um, aren't willing to do the work and that the yeah. people that I see the most success in their PR journey and business is that they've done hundreds of interviews, mm-hmm. meaning that before they get to Good Morning America or the Today Show, they've, they've done hundreds of interviews. Not only have they practiced, but all good things take time. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that I can see businesses do is be like, you know what? I only want to be on Forbes, Business Insider, Inc., and the Today Show. Yeah. Like you can't be that narrow minded because a lot of times it's not even about us. It's about the person that's going to hear your story on the other end and is going to be inspired. You know, we had a local um, brand on TV in Dallas telling her story and she sold 45 um, different boxes of cookies. That's one of her highest amount of sales Mm. she's brought in, but that's her story. You can't expect sales, but absolutely can happen. But I think the worst thing ever is when people get so obsessed with that one placement they're going to get that they lose sight on the mission. They lose sight on who's going to be inspired by their story and they get so focused in that energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Because like I said, I just feel like PR is still something that's valuable and you write, you can't. And a lot of times today you see a lot of influencers and people like that are really you know, trying to really do their own PR efforts, trying to negotiate their own deals. And I feel like, you know, you need to leave that kind of like to the professionals, people who are in this business, who have done it for years, who really understand the language, who have relationships, you know, because that's the key here is the relationship that you've already established that as me as a podcasting person trying to pitch myself just doesn't really make sense to me. Right. It's work. And it's work that I'm like, I don't have to do it. If I don't have to do it, if somebody else can do it, why would I want to do it? You know? So when you're thinking about uh, taking on a company, how do you choose a company to align with your mission and your goals? So a lot of it comes down to how is that company making a difference? Mm -hmm. That's typically one. That's the heart and soul um, that we're always looking for is how are you making a difference in your community and or with your product? That's the first component. That's why we're publicity for good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it can be a mom who started a cookie company because her daughter almost passed away from diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be um, a nonprofit or it could just be a company that is really intentional with their ingredients. Like it doesn't have to be like a Tom Shoes buy one, give one program. Yeah. But yeah. Again, we are working with, you know, non-corporations, privately owned companies, people who are just making a difference with their company and are really intentional. So that's really the first component um, that we look for. The second component is our brands utilizing marketing. Mm -hmm. Like, are they already doing email marketing? Are they already managing social media? Um, Because PR, I've seen bring in sales, but it has to be an integrated part of their brand mm-hmm. as well. If if a brand's like, hey, I'm gonna get on this podcast interview and then they're expecting sales, they're missing the whole point. Like mm-hmm. PR is an integrated part of the overall strategy. Um, but they have to be really doing all the other things that we see that successful brands do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It is, you know, and I and I 
I used to talk about that too when it comes even with social media. Social media can't be your your be all and end all. You know what I mean? It has to be part of an overall marketing strategy for your business as well. Because one channel doesn't necessarily just drive the growth. It needs to be multiple channels that drive it. And I've been talking a lot about with other guests too, other entrepreneurs when it comes to the power of email. Because I really feel like today we still we take email for granted because of social media once again. And you can hit us up in the DM so easily. And people think that because they have all these followers that they can, oh, I have all these followers. Those are my people that make my sales, but they don't even have email lists to follow up with that. Where it's like, if any of these platforms go down, right? Any of them go down, what are you going to do? How do you stay connected to your audience if you don't have email? Can you talk about the importance of email when it comes to like just part of your marketing strategy or maybe your client's marketing strategy? Yeah. So email is everything from Mm-hmm. nurturing clients like we were talking about before we had this brand just sell 45 you know n- new customers bought cookies mm-hmm. we then said okay like what are you doing to nurture the relationship what type of education are you doing so you know there's the nurturing of your current clients so on our end we'll send educational emails we'll send like culture emails like what we're up to and everything yeah um, we send monthly marketing reports um, there's that component, just really nurturing your current people. There's the nurturing your team. So um, all of our internal team members will get all of our e-news and those things just to be reminded of the fruits of their labor and the amazing work we're doing for our brands and clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we heavily do outbound marketing and email marketing too. Um, so that means just nurturing leads, educating them, providing value. Um, we've heavily focused on email marketing for years and yes, like you need to make sure that you have all of the contact details from your social media, because what, what would you all do if every social media platform got shut down and they're like, you can't down, you can't download, um, any of these contacts. Yeah, exactly. What would you do? And two, we've are uh, we're getting into calling and texting too. Yeah, just yeah. like you know, because yes, we'll always do email, but people get a lot of emails. People get yeah. a lot of DMs. Like mm-hmm. texting is a really great way to get in touch with people. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think that's a really good way too. Mm-hmm. Stay connected because to. we all have our phones in our hands at all times. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a lot of my favorite like beauty or skincare brands or fashion brands. I'm on their text message list. And I'm like, oh, shoot, there's a discount. Like, what? When Skims drops some new line, when Fashion Nova drops something new, <laughs> I'm right? like, oh, my God, I got I got to get to the site. So you're right. Texting SMS has become the new way to stay connected, directly connected to your customers because we're always checking our phones and our text messages and email can get inundated sometimes, which is why I know some entrepreneurs don't think is that important because they feel like, well, Hey, this might get too cluttered for people. Will they even see my email? But I'm like, you still need to nurture the people you have. Like, it's just important to do it. Yeah. So let me, so since you started, let's, let's go back for a minute. So how has the journey been? Because sometimes some entrepreneurs, you know, they go, entrepreneurship have its ebbs and flows, right? You're up, you're down, you know what I mean? And when you're starting, you're kind of like, you're nervous, you're scared, and you're just like, 
uh, it was hard. <laughs> it wasn't just easy for me to just take on clients. It was easy to recruit people. How has the journey been for you? Yeah. So it's crazy. It's been seven and a half years. Mm. And uh, it's a beautiful thing when you realize and know that you have the skills, the tools, the reputation mm-hmm. that if everything were to burn down tomorrow, you could build it back up. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's a sense of um, peace. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. For my first three years, I was building it for my mom's basement mm-hmm. and uh, essentially had a min- minimum wage job at a gym and all that money I funneled back into the business, like mm. everything was back into the business. Um, I then moved to San Diego in 2018, and I think at the time I was maybe 25 or 26, like Mm -hmm. upper 20s. Um, I I went to LA for a press tour for a client at the time. Mm -hmm. I think I maybe had three to four clients. I was probably doing maybe five to ten thousand a month in revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, But I bought a one way ticket because I didn't want to be rushed. I didn't want our time to be rushed with all of the the bookings and press tour between LA and San Diego. Well, needless to say, in 2017, I had two clients at the time that lived in San Diego and their roommate was, uh, he wanted to move out. So I ended up staying in San Diego. Like it was like $500 a month to rent and live in San Diego. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I mean, my (laughs) business was, it wasn't doing bad, but I, you know, like I had a little bit of extra money per month. Like I was single. San Diego seemed great. There were so many entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. I ended up staying um, in San Diego. So that was like 2017. And then I went to get my own um, apartment on the beach in Ocean Beach. Now, I was the type of person. (laughs) I was like on the beach. It was wonderful in San Diego. Um, But the issue was I believed so much in my business that I overinvested or mm. I made poor choices. Like I think at the time I was maybe bringing 5,000 a month and I got myself into a coaching relationship partnership where they were like every single month it would like increase. So like mm. I would came in like 10,000 a month and they were like managing my take home. So oh, it was wow. a really poor choice anyway. So there was like a season in the fall and winter of 2017 where I had no money. So to even get my apartment, I had to pay three months rent because my credit score was so low. And I Mm -hmm. like, so then I had nothing because clients were were late on paying. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So I had like Mm. two months of like eating rice and beans and Uber Eats because Uber Eats would still charge your card Mm -hmm. um, even if you were in the red. So that was stressful. Um, But Mm -hmm. then that February, I met Austin, who's my husband now. Mm -hmm. So things started to get better. Um, And then he, in 2019, when he got out of the Navy, we decided to buy an Airstream and travel Mm -hmm. the U.S. to figure out where we wanted to live. So Mm -hmm. we scaled the business from our Airstream. And then 2019 was our first million dollar year. 
Wow. So yeah, definitely high highs um, and low lows um, in between. Yeah. I I think the journey is so important because people kind of just see the end result of you're now a successful entrepreneur, you're doing well for yourself, but people have to understand like, listen, there's a journey behind this. There's a story behind this because I didn't just pop up and was successful from day one. I don't think no entrepreneur is, you know, unless you're a celebrity, of course, and you launch a business, most of them win. But when you're just a normal person like us, it takes, it. it's a journey that gets you there. And I think a lot of people still need to hear the story because people still get inspired. Like I said, the story with PR, people get inspired by a story. People connect. Yeah. with a story and it's because other entrepreneurs out there just like were in the position that you were a few you know years ago and they need to know that hey I can I can get there too and I like the fact that you scale back in terms of like hey you know what I'm actually I'm actually going to go back I'm gonna go back to my mom's house I'm gonna take this minimum wage job and I'm gonna invest in a business I really want to do and I think that's a great opportunity because I know a lot of entrepreneurs probably don't have that opportunity but I think that was a great way to kind of like take a step back and then build from there it was just really awesome. So I think your journey has been awesome. I really do. So how do you balance your, this successful CEO, your wife, your mom, like how do you balance things? Oh, it's all one. I mean, I had my (laughs) first daughter last June and another one coming in July. So Uh life is all one. Yeah. Um, To me, I don't, I don't feel like I can't put on my CEO hat and then I can't put on my mom hat and I can't mm-hmm. put on my wife hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've come to terms that I'm like, I can't like, I'm always that role at the same time. Yeah. So I live a pretty blended life. Um, Rose is at the office with us mm-hmm. um, all the time, which I love. That's yeah. what I wanted. Like I didn't want a cubicle madman lifestyle. I just, you know, like I, I wanted Mm-mm. life to be one, you know, yeah. so it's not perfect, but it's really fulfilling, you know, yeah. like, and I, you kind of figure out who's meant for you or who's not meant for you when you kind of lean into your values and what matters most to you. Mm-hmm. Meaning like there were times where Rose would have to be on a sales call. If mm-hmm. a potential client hates it, then I really know like big picture probably wouldn't be a good partnership. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm really supported. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is I'm really supported. That's um, good. I have my schedule written down. Do I follow it perfectly? No. Um, but it's, I don't know. Like I, I think you have to give yourself grace. Like yeah. typically I wake up at five and I was going to wake up at five, but with being pregnant, Rose woke up like a couple of times last night. I was tired and I did sleep in. Yeah. And like, I used to feel like, oh, my only business is going to be more successful if I wake up at five. Mm-hmm. There's, I haven't seen a difference. I yeah. see a difference more from a being centered and having time just to do the things that I want to do to yeah. fill my cup up with like meditation and journaling and all those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with sleeping in if your body needs it. Oh God. Yes. I slept in. Cause <laughs> I normally have a routine where I get up at 5 a.m. as well. I get yes. up, I do exactly what you said. I, I work out, I'll meditate, I'll read, I read yes. my Bible, I listen to an audio book and stuff like that. And I do it because I got to get the kids up to go to school. So I'm like, yes. let me just get this time in the morning to myself before my husband get up, before the kids get up that I could just have to myself. Because once everybody is up, 
once everybody was up and out the house, then I got more hours to myself after that. But <laughs> it's just those morning hours, and you're right. But there are times where I'm like, I don't beat myself up if I don't get up early at five a.m. because there are times where I am exhausted. Like this morning, I didn't get up because I was super exhausted from the weekend, and I'm just like, yeah. I gotta sleep in. But I'm still up yeah. by five forty-five because you know one of my my son bus comes at six twenty, so I have yeah. to get up still. But I'm like, I slept in some, so I, yeah. I understand that piece. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have to give ourselves grace when you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, your wife, you just have to find your best way to manage it all. And it does all intertwine. But I like it when you said that, hey, if a client, if someone that want, I want to bring on doesn't understand the dynamics that I have in terms of like, yes, my daughter's in the office with me, you might hear in the background. And if that bothers you so much, then you're not the right fit for me. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it does let you know that you leave more with your morals and your values versus just thinking about um, the dollar bill. You know, yeah. so it has to really fit what you're doing. Let me ask you about PR. So PR has come a long way, right? A lot of new tools, new innovation. Where do you see, looking at where it was and where it is now, where do you see it going? So it's so interesting. So I'm seeing a lot more um, influencers and websites mm -hmm. start their own media companies. Yeah. So, and they're ranking on Google and bringing in a lot of traffic. So yeah. I see the launch of new media companies, number one. Um, with, I mean, verification now, the need, it's for a brand, you still need publicity. If you want to get verified with Meta, you still need publicity, but it's mm -hmm. a lot more accessible now um, yeah. because of the verification process. Um, AI is definitely helping. Again, mm -hmm. um, people can write news releases and you, you know, you utilize AI for their marketing and PR. Um, I don't think you ever really though can, you know, you can't, you can't fake relationships or anything. No, so that's a piece that I think will never, ever go away is those relationships, um, as well. But again, mm -hmm. I see new media companies starting. I see AI being able to be utilized as well. And I see more brands and personalities really becoming media members themselves. Yeah. For content creators and putting content into the world, whether it's like through a sub stack or medium or, you know, those platforms. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of AI. AI is just taking over everything because I'm a big fan of chat GPT. I mean, yeah. I, I admit it. I love it. It writes almost all of my Instagram and YouTube stuff for <laughs> captions for me because I feel like, oh my God, the pressure has been taken off of me. I don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about, you know, just using tools and, you know, and apps and stuff like that to make it easier while you're working, especially with my audience, because they are working women who are looking to take the leap. So they all, they always want to know what are those tools and things that I can use to help me manage my business and my side hustle until I'm able to take that leap, you know, successfully. Yeah. And I'm always trying to recommend doing, recommend tools and AI tools is like one of my big things to use because, I mean, that's what we got to do, you know, in order yeah. to manage it is what I do. Because like I said, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I got stuff going on. It's a lot to do still, yeah. you know, and I can't manage every piece of it. So that's just really awesome. What has been like your most proudest moment with one of your clients? Like what is that, that proudest campaign that you could say, hey, that really put a smile on my face and it's really done so much great, so much good that is. Yeah, I think for me, it's really looking back at the metrics. We're seeing mm -hmm. brands that if we look at their brand and all their competitors, they're the most talked about in the press. Yeah. We're seeing brands that are 
literally increasing sales month over month from our PR. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. And then I also hear from clients that they're getting all these DMs or people that are being inspired from their story and that's inspiring too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a story. It really is definitely a story. What would you tell another young lady who is looking to maybe take a career in PR? What would you tell her about this, this industry? What advice would you give her? Yeah. So I'd say I would definitely first start out um, interning at an agency mm-hmm. um, to really get um, a start. I would say PR is incredible. Like I feel like every morning is Christmas morning getting one's <laughs> clients. And, you know, I've been doing PR for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I would say that's the biggest part of it. Um, if you're looking for something that's the same every day, um, that's definitely not PR. PR is different. It's fast paced. You have to be agile and change based on clients' needs and ha- things happening in the news and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say definitely start with an internship. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I started internship. Let me ask you about internship. Do you think people still do that? Because today these younger people are so entrepreneurship driven. You know what I mean? Like they want their own business and they're starting out so much younger. Do you think they still see the value in interning? I don't, because for me, when I talk to like my younger nieces and nephews, they sometimes like, oh, I'm not going to work for free. And I'm like, it's not about working for free. It's the value and the knowledge that you learn in an industry that you want to be in. Like you don't just walk in the door making six figures and being at the top of the company. That's not how it works. Do you think people still see the value in it? I'm not sure, to be honest, to yeah. like, I kind of agree with you, but I do think there's value in working for other companies and learning the ropes first before, yeah. you know, you can start your own company. Like, I really think there's value in working for other agencies or companies and just experiencing that and learning that before you just go all in in your business. I think you can scale your business, but I think like, I don't know. I think you learned so much from working from other people that if you just went full into having your own business, I don't know necessarily if you'd still have maybe the same perspectives or empathy for your employees. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know? Yeah. You're right. Because all I know is back in the day, internship was the way you get in because that's what I did. I interned in PR and that's how I got into it. And I feel like today, I don't know if they still see, see that. And it's like, you do want to be under someone that can teach you and inspire you, you know, but like I said, so many of these young people are so just entrepreneurship driven. They so social media driven. They see everything on social media and that's how they want to do it. That's how they want to live their life. And it's so crazy to me, but I'm like, you need to go and intern. I've made that suggestion to a few of my nieces and nephews and they just looked at me like I'm crazy. And I'm just looking back at them like, well, oh, well, you'll learn. (laughs) It's even too like the, the, the amount of college graduates or people Mm -hmm. in college that are like requesting six figures a year. And I'm like, (laughs) you don't even have any experience. Yeah. You know, like so it is. It's 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 actually it is amazing to see that. Yeah. Oh my god. What has been maybe one of your biggest wins for your your company? <clears throat> Let's see. Um 
I would say the reputation. Like we'll go to mm-hmm. events, we'll go to trade shows, and people know who Publicity for Good is. They know our work. Mm. We have people that have been following us for a while. They know our heart. They they know who they who you know who we worked with. They know we're in the mountains of North Carolina. Like they know we have chickens. Like <laughs> you know, like we've just built a reputation, and um, that's something that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. When you have a good reputation like that in the business world, what has, um, God, this question just slipped my mind because I'm like, Oh, I got to ask this question before we end. <laughs> it just slipped my mind. <laughs> that's okay. It'll come back to me. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> um, PR is definitely one of my, um, like I said, I saw myself doing it for a very long time and I really thought it was before I jumped into, into radio, what type of career you think a person can have, um, in PR? Like, I remember when I first started, it was like, you were a junior publicist and then you become a senior publicist. Like what is like the career growth for? Because today I don't, I don't really know today. So I think you really have to look at industries. Yeah. Do you want to work for a nonprofit? Do yes. you want to work for a lobbying firm? Mm-hmm. Um, do you like, do you want to work for an agency and have fast pace and work with different clients? You just want to work with one client. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, you know, do communications and PR in your city and look at the chamber of commerce and then mm. big picture, like where do you want to live? Yes. Do you want rural? Do you want busting city? Do you want top city? Like, all those things go into your, you know, viewpoint to figure out, you know, what direction you want to move with PR. Do you want yeah. to do, do you want to want to, do you want to work at one really big corporation? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to do tech? Tech is very different from food. Fashion yeah. and beauty is different than crypto. Yeah. Entertainment. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Entertainment. Uh, you're going to, you know, entertainment, you're probably going to be at events all the time. Do you like Mm -hmm. the idea of being out late and going to events on weekends or do you hate that? You know what I mean? You have to align it with your lifestyle. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Um, here's the question I was going to ask. It finally came back to me. (laughs) When you started, because a lot of time I talked to entrepreneurs and they said, listen, I knew it was time for you to grow. Because I always ask them, when did you, when did you knew it was time that you was growing? And they say, I knew that I was growing when I knew I had to bring on other people because you can't grow by yourself. When yeah. did you know that, hey, it's time for me now to bring on other people because now it's growing? When did you know that? Um, it really came down to from a revenue perspective as well mm-hmm. as like a time study and that there were things that I had to do that I hated to do or I didn't yeah. know how to do. Yeah. So those were the, really the two um, indicators. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like me with my podcast. It's like, I knew I had to, I had to bring on like a VA person because it was just now become the request to be on the show, the social media, everything just became, has become too much to handle for one person. And yeah. I was like, okay, now I got to bring some people on to handle different pieces of it because it's growing, you know? Yeah. And it hasn't even been a year yet, but it's really, it's really growing and it's growing really fast. And so I understand when they all say, Hey, I had to bring someone in when I started growing and I couldn't do things for myself anymore. And certain things I could free up and have someone else do because there's just certain things I don't have to do. And so I, I always listen to each gentleman when they say that I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. (laughs) You are on the right path. I'm on the right path, but I am going to get myself a PR. I'm going to go look for a PR because I do need to do 
you know, I keep, people keep telling me, Hey, you need to get on other podcasts and do this and that because I have, you know, I have a history of other things too that I've done. And I just have felt like I just haven't had the time to do it because I'm so booked with this podcast itself. And outside of that, you know, all my other stuff I got going on being a mom and stuff. And I'm like, when am I going to have time to like really do press for myself, but I have to work it into my strategy. Yes. And after talking with you, it made me realize, okay, you really got to do it, Shawnee. You got to work in, into your strategy because, um, listen, Heather knows what she's talking about and you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's exciting. I love PR because you have your own audience here. But, like, as you know, mm-hmm. too, like, if you're on, you know, CBS Baltimore or you're on Fox yeah. Baltimore or, you know what I mean? It's like now you're reaching new audiences and you're in front mm-hmm. of their audience. And why I love PR is I would say – a lot of times for podcasts mm-hmm. um, or um, entrepreneurs, it's like people have heard this message before because probably someone else has said something similar as me on the show. Mm-hmm. But if you're in front of a new audience, people probably maybe haven't heard your message or they haven't yes. had someone on with your message. So you quite potentially could have a bigger impact with mainstream media because they're not interviewing all these serial entrepreneurs all the time. Yeah. So I'm saying your message could maybe even have a greater impact versus, you know, if I'm on business insider, it's going to have an impact, but people reading business insider already know about business and they've read other people doing the thing versus mainstream media. There could be someone who's never heard or even considered starting a business and or hearing what you have to say that it really could make a difference. Yes. And that's then that's the difference right there. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> well, listen, this has been a good show. And before we end the show, I have to ask you the question I ask all my guests. What was some of the best advice you received from another woman? To only take advice from someone else who has the life you want and or is ahead of you. Mm. So that means that I love being a wife and I love being a mom and building my little nest is my priority. <laughs> So I'm taking advice from women, you know, we're a million dollar company. So of course, number one, I want them to be ahead of me financially. Yes. But if they're not a mom and they're not a wife and they don't value that, I can respect them, but I'm not going to take their words as important because, you know, my nest is my number one priority and my Mm -hmm. faith. So Mm -hmm. when I've been finding people and, you know, mentors, I ask myself, you know, first I say, are they a Christian? Are they a yeah. mom? Are they a mm-hmm. wife? And are they financially ahead of me? If yes, then I'll listen to them. Yes. Um, because the opinion of someone who doesn't have kids is going to be different. And it's not bad. But I want to be able to have an amazing business, have an amazing, you know, relationship with my husband, like mm-hmm. make a difference. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like really getting advice from women who their life is in alignment with where you want to be. Now, if you want to live nomadically and travel all the time, I've done that. It's incredible. You mm-hmm. should probably talk to someone who's living in Bali and, you know, get advice from them because it's going to be different perspectives. Yeah, it is. That's such good advice, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, because when you wanted to start a business, when you want to start something and you seek the advice of people, one who've never started anything before in their life and can't see you doing it, 
because they don't see themselves doing it. They tend to lead you around the wrong place and tell you, well, what do you think you can do that? It's not going to work really. So I think that's such good advice to only take advice from people who are just either where you are ahead of you, you know, and are doing on the same track as you. That's yeah. such good advice that we all need to hear because we share our dreams and even things that we want to do with our life with so many people. And then a lot of people don't make that happen simply because they listen to the wrong people. Totally. A lot of times. My schedule is not in alignment with feedback from someone that doesn't have kids. Meaning exactly. at 7 p.m. I need to shut off. Mm-hmm. My daughter needs me. And at eight, we need to have family dinner. Yep. Like, so having the space and I've had to learn to emotionally have the faith that I planted the seeds today. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because like switching into being a wife and mom and family dinner, like that potentially, you know, you know what I mean? And I've also reminded myself clients come and go, but my yes. family and kids will never come and go. And I can't sacrifice them because I'm going to bring on another client. Exactly. And I think that's what sets you apart from everyone else. It really do. And that's why you're able to be successful. One, you lead with your faith. You lead with your values that you want to align with. People have to align with what you align within your company. And I think that's so important because so many of people are just about the dollar bill. So many people about making the money, which is not to say that you're not, but it's like, I still want to work with companies that align with what we do and who we are and what our mission is. And I think right. that's so important to keep first. So listen, Heather, this was an awesome show. And I'm glad we did it. It was a good conversation. I know my audience is going to love it. And I'm excited for them to listen to this episode because they're going to be inspired by it. It was good. (laughs) All right, guys, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.